Hey everyone, welcome to Hosted. This is the podcast that we get to flip the script a bit. We have hosts on the show to talk about their experience being a podcast host. So today we have Rodney Evans, which I'm super excited about. Uh, Rodney is a is the principal at The Ready and co-host of Brave New Work. And Rodney, I believe what I what I saw on iTunes, this isn't always accurate, but have you published 104 episodes? We have, yes. Excellent. And when did you start? Was it 2019, 2020? Great question. Yeah, I think it was around December of 2019. All right. Great. So tell me a little bit about, first of all, welcome. Thank you for joining me on the on Hosted. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. It's so very meta. I can't wait to dig in. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah, absolutely. So why did you start the podcast to begin with? Just tell me yeah. about what inspired that. Happening. I wish I could tell you that it was so strategic and very thoughtful, but the reality is uh, my business partner, Aaron, and I um, really are very nerdy about the future of work, about organizational design, about making the world a more adaptive and more human place. And what that looks like usually is us being frustrated about the systems that we live and work in and the ways in which we see bureaucracy crumbling around us. And we just found our own conversations really interesting. And sometimes when we were, you know, uh, physically together, with, whether that was with clients or with our own team, would sort of notice people eavesdropping. And we were like, should we just start recording this for our own amusement? <laughs> and then that snowballed into being a really fun and long-lasting podcast. And we have amazing guests. And we just get to talk about the future of work um, about once a week. And... And that's it. We started as, a, as an experiment. It totally got out of the lab. And here we are. I mean, that's a really good experiment to get out of the lab. And I, I think there was a pretty huge inspiration behind the name of the podcast. There was, yes. So um, so Aaron wrote a book a couple of years ago now called Brave New Work um, that has been, you know, very seminal in terms of our work and in terms of the world understanding more about self-management and about different ways of running companies or families or classrooms or churches or whatever. Um, and so we thought, you know, given that Brave New Work, the book is known in the world, why not have the podcast sort of be like... um a compliment to it. And, and, you know, there was, there was a lot edited out of Brave New Work, the book. And so in a podcast, you're so unconstrained. We kind of can, can keep, um, just keep expanding the material indefinitely. Yeah, absolutely. And so you do, it's not just the two of you riffing, you bring guests on the show. How do you select the guests that you bring on? Yeah, it's such a mix. So, um, we love to have guests who are thinkers and writers in our space. Certainly, we have people, we invite people who we're just fans of. So, for example, we recently had Cass Sunstein on, um, who's written the book Sludge and was, you know, the chief behavioral economist in the Obama administration. We had Greg McEwen on, who wrote Essentialism, which is one of our most That's favorite a books. Great so, book. some percentage of our guests are just people that we are fans of, and we're just like, please come talk to us. Um, we get pitched because we are known in the future future of work community by people mm. who have something to say about this and want to have a conversation. And, you know, we, we obviously look at those carefully, but there are lots of people whose work we respect who we're very down to have on the show. Um, and then, you know, people who work at the Ready, 
other guests often say to us, like, here's someone you should really be talking to. Um, and, and, you know, we love to hear from one of our teammates or a client or a, a listener out in the world, you know, I listen, I listen to you and I read Anne Helen Peterson and you should know each other. And we're like, let's see if she'll come on the show. Have you ever had anybody? I think it's just such an interesting, because we're in the business of, of making connections, right? Between folks who want to be on a podcast and podcast hosts. And it's always amazing to me. Like, it feels like such a victory when you're like, I feel like this is going to be a great connection. And when you actually get the connection made, has Mm. there been anything, because it sounds like you've got a pretty extensive circle of of folks who are pretty influential in this area, but have you ever reached out to anyone? Like you're like, oh, I really want that person on my show. And they said yes. And you were just shocked and almost fell out of your chair. Um, Let's see. That was a big question. I mean, I question. kind of feel like I kind of feel like that all the time. I'm just because I don't really I still feel very new to this world and I don't know how all of this works and it just mostly feels like luck and kismet and like <laughs> karma and fun. Um so I'm still sort of amazed that most people almost everyone says yes who we yeah. invite on the show. Um I think, you know, we've probably had three or four people in two years who have said either not right now and maybe one or two people who have actually said no. Um, I definitely had a real moment the first time that Kevin Kelly came on our show because I've just been, uh, you know, I've been reading reading things and learning from Kevin Kelly as if he is my actual professor for a long, (laughs) long, long time. And when I told my husband, he was like, Kevin Kelly is in Wired. Kevin Kelly. That's the <laughs> yep, same one. Um, and he's now been on the show twice. And he's just, you know, he's so lovely and so generous and just so smart and cool. So that felt like a really big deal to me. But but the flip side of that is that um sometimes, and, and I'd be curious your experience of this too. Sometimes the people that I'm the that I'm like so, so excited about, it's not necessarily an indication of how the conversation is going to go. Like we've had people on the show that I really didn't know anything about. I was not super familiar with their work except to get prepped for the show. And it's been an amazing conversation where I was just like, let's, let's do more stuff together outside of this podcast. Um, so I don't, it, to me, it still feels like the chemistry still feels a little unpredictable. Yeah, we feel the same way here at Kitcaster. I, I would say that we hear from our clients all the time, you know, some of the bigger shows that they're really stoked to go on, they go on it and they're like, me, that wasn't like, it is a chemistry thing, right? Yeah. And if that chemistry is missing, it just doesn't, it feels a little forced. It just doesn't feel as good. So I think that that's been an an interesting thing that we've watched time and time again with almost all of our clients who are really excited to go on a particular show. And then they finish up and they're like, actually, that one I did a few weeks ago was better. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that that's a really, it's amazing to me. Podcasting is such an interesting medium and you've done you've done lots of talks. I'm sure that you've published articles, like all the various ways of getting your messaging out into the world. Mm-hmm. Podcasting is, is so cool because you, you do get to, to have an authentic conversation for the most right. part. It's right. like the one medium that you really get to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know, I mean, if other hosts feel this way, 
but I grew up playing re- playing classical music very seriously. So there was a long period of time where I thought I was going to be a professional cellist. That was sort of the path that I was on. Um, I started when I was six and I was like one of those inside kids that just, you know, played the cello till my fingers bled. And I tell, I give this background because um, as it's a very high pressure, high performance kind of culture when you're a kid doing that in that world. And when I would go to audition for things, there was a portion of most auditions that was playing your prepared piece. And there was a portion that was sight reading. And I always nailed the sight reading part of auditions. And it was because I took all of the technique and knowledge and experience that I had, but I couldn't prepare for that part. I just had to show up and do my best. And so all of the like performance expectation and memorization, and I need to do it the way that I did in practice, et cetera, et cetera, evaporates. And to me, that's sort of the same thing between giving a speech or writing an article and doing a podcast. Like podcasting is sight reading. You just show up and you know what you know, and you've done the prep that you've done and you just see how it goes. And I think the, the sort of like lighter you hold that, the more fun it can be. And honestly, the better it turns out. Yeah. Have you had to ever shake up a guest a little bit to like, to do a little bit more sight reading? Like, hey, you know toss the script. We're good. Just let it flow. Yeah. Like once or twice, once or twice. And I, you know, generally I, we, first of all, we have an amazing editor, so we are not afraid to just pause the show and be like, just relax. You're doing great. Yeah. Just, you know, take a breath, get a sip of water. (laughs) There's a reason we have an explicit rating on this show. Just like calm down. This is fine. You know? Um, But what I noticed is that that happens with people who show up really wanting to do a great job. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, I I appreciate that those people are coming on our show. In some cases, they're fans of our show or they know us and they want to perform and they want to sound good and they want to sound knowledgeable. But what that looks like is they've overprepped. They're in their heads. They're trying to stick to a script. They're trying to stay on a message and they're losing their personality in the mix. And we've never had a guest on our show who does not have a great personality. It's just sometimes it gets buried a little bit. So yeah, I usually try to just loosen people up a little bit when I see that starting. Um, And sometimes that looks like just, you know, taking a hard right turn into something that wasn't on topic um, or making jokes or, or pausing for a second. But, um, but usually I, usually I find that it's just, it comes from a really good place, but unfortunately it gets them the opposite of what they want, which is to sound amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that we have it ingrained in our, in our, our practice, you know, a lot of us who maybe have gone through traditional media training where it's like, answer the question, don't stray from the talking points. And I, and I, I always tell our clients that podcasts are not trying to get you into a gotcha type of a moment. Yeah. There's no, there's you don't have to worry about that. Yes, you do have to be careful, especially if you're representing a brand, your personal brand, company brand. But to also, it's just we know that this is a platform that you're going to show your you're going to show your colors a little bit, and you're going to show your vulnerability. Right, right. And I mean, I think I think that's why people listen to podcasts. Yes, absolutely. You it's know, like if I wanted people to read- are showing up real. Exactly. If I wanted to read the research paper that the person coming on my podcast had written and that be the end of it, 
I would just read it and annotate it and probably tweet about it. And then that would be it. But I want to hear, you know, I want to hear, I want to hear them and I want to hear their story and I want to hear the context around it and all of that's that, you know, that's what, that's what makes audio magic. It is. I know. I feel like we kind of live in this world. If you're tuned into Instagram, TikTok, and the social media landscape where nothing we see is actually reality. So mm-hmm. I think podcast is that one true medium where you really get to you really get to peel it back and see who people really are, if done right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And I I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Um, because I have a real preference which is not the kind of show that we make at all. But I really like podcasts that are like very well-reported, sort of journalistic podcasts. Like I just listened to the first season of The Dream, which I thought was just a beautifully done podcast. I'm now listening to the first season of Operator, you know, in this sort of serial mode. And I think podcasts like that are amazing. Mm -hmm. And I really respect people who can report like that. That's not a that I have. And also, I'm like, that's not the podcast we're making. So everybody just calm down. Like nobody is, you know, nobody's looking for your journalistic integrity here. I just want your hot takes on stuff. Yep. That's it. There's a place for both. Exactly. There's the entertainment, the pure, more journalistic or documentary style approach. And then there's just like, give it to me raw. Do you have questions, like standard questions? I guess, how do you prep for these interviews. I know some podcast hosts have a list of questions that they ask every single guest. It's pretty pre-programmed, but are you customizing it towards the guest? And how do you, do you let the conversation kind of flow? Do you prep people in advance? What does that look like? Yeah. So um, this has really evolved over the years that we've been at this. Um, When we started, we did minimal prep and really just sort of let the conversation wind. Um, and that worked fine. And it we generally established connection and built good rapport with people. And we had a good time. Um, and then over time, uh, what we realized is we could be asking better, more interesting, more thoughtful questions if there was more prep put into it. We started partnering with someone who ultimately became a full-time part of our team. Her name is Zoe Donaldson. She's amazing. And um and 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 Zoe actually reads everyone's books. Wow. Uh, who comes on our show? She does prep meetings with with guests, and and not to prep them as in you know scripting, but really to 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 come to some early agreement or draft of what what they think the most nuanced interesting conversation would be to have so that we can draw that out of them. And the reality is, um, you know, there's never been a guest on our show whose book I would not love to read and highlight, but like I have a day job and it's not this. And so doing that, you know, we alternate basically episodes between just me and Aaron and having a guest. I can't read also two full books a month and annotate them and prepare those questions and prepare a guest. Now that we have someone who does that, I would tell you the anecdotal feedback we get from people we interview who will be like, I have done literally hundreds of podcasts flogging this book and this is the best interview I've done. That's because of Zoe. And that's because of doing that prep. I know that that's that's not feasible for everyone. It's not an answer for everyone. But I would tell you, I underestimated the power of that in terms of the guest experience. And it is 
it is high. It is powerful. It is it is a bigger deal than I thought it would be. So everyone needs a Zoe. Everybody needs a Zoe. And and look, if you can't, we can't all have a Zoe. Please, no one try to take my Zoe. Um, but if, <laughs> but uh, if you can't have a Zoe all the time, Zoe also looks after other all of the other content channels for the ready. Um, you know, there are great people out there who do this work freelance, et cetera, et cetera. I mm. think if you're just, if you're not a host who can dedicate the time to really having a meaningful conversation with guests, see if there's any, if there's any way you can hack it so that you can improve that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You may not be able to have a Zoe full-time and you certainly won't be able to have Rodney Zoe, but if, <laughs> if you're serious about your craft and growing your podcast, growing your listenership, it is worthwhile to find either take the time yourself if you have it or find someone who could help you out a little bit. That's a heavy, it's a heavy lift, especially if you are interviewing folks who have written books. I mean, even, even if they have it, you know, they've written articles, they've done talks. It's important to, to tune in and, and, and have a listen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And for people who might find that level of um, investment or prep intimidating, you know, one way that we deal with this is we do alternate weeks where it is just me and my co-host. And we do no prep for those weeks because we just talk about stuff we know about. And usually we like open a script. We collective, Aaron and I write down, you know, four or five sort of ideas under the theme that we want to talk about. And then we just hit record. So it, it's a nice, uh, it's that's a, a nice good balance. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a good, that's a really good balance. You know, something that I found just going on podcasts and then our, our, also our clients going on many podcasts is the, I, it's almost to some like a therapy session because you uncover mm. things about yourself. Maybe you're asked questions that nobody's ever asked you before. You've never asked yourself these questions. But have you ever, has anyone ever come back and said anything to you about having almost a, an aha moment for themselves? Like, hey, you asked me that question. Never really thought of that before, but it really got me thinking. Mm. Or something yeah. similar where it's yeah. just been like, a you know, you've a little bit transformational and it's in a sense, not yeah, just aspects um, of a, it. It's a great question. I, I mean... Certainly, I think we've had moments on the show where that has happened real time in ways that's been really exciting. So, um, you know, I'm trying, uh, we did an episode with Matthew Barzen, who wrote a very cool um, book that we can link to recently that's all about inverting sort of the, the, the pyramid, um, which is, you know, traditional hierarchy. And and, you know, when we stopped recording, he and I probably talked for another 30 minutes because we were just like so stuck into the content at the at the time. But that was a conversation that when I listened back to it, I I believe, and, you know, he can correct me if this isn't true, but I think he would agree. We were both having moments of like, oh, wait, oh, wait. I'm looking at I'm looking at this differently now, right now, real time, yeah. because we're in this conversation and we're like really wrestling with some of these antiquated notions of power and how you give that away and what that really means, what people's perceptions are. And we were so in it. First of all, we could have talked for four more hours. Second of all, it didn't even feel like we were making a podcast. It just 
felt like we were nerding. And third, I feel like we were having real revelations right then and there. Now, were those like personal, I really discovered something about my id? No, they were about, you know, the the sort of the, the content of both of our practices. Yeah. But I do think we've had those those kinds of breakthroughs. And I I feel like I have them all the time because we have really smart people on our show. Well, and that's just it, right? Like, I think there's that, there's a podcast that are kind of geared more towards personal challenges, beliefs, and then the professional side. And you can have those moments on, they're equally as important to have those moments, both personally and professionally, where you're like, oh my goodness, I've just now changed the entire way that I'm looking at this. And that's incredible. Yes. And what a fun thing for listeners to hear. Yes. Yeah. Yes. In real time, they get to hear that all happening. That is so fascinating to me. And I think that that's another thing that I think podcasts is just so incredible at doing is having those, those times. And, and, you know, I always laugh because this happened yesterday. Actually, we have a client that the two co-founders have been going on podcasts for about five months now. And now they mm-hmm. want to start their own podcast and they can only talk about podcasts. I, I was talking to their marketing team yesterday and I was like, they've caught the bug. It's the <laughs> podcasting bug. It's just, you know, you want to go on shows, you want to host shows. It's, it's, I think in a time, and I'd be curious to get your take on this, Rodney, but our, our circles, our lives have really, they've, they've really shrunk over the last couple of years. And I think mm-hmm. that podcasting allows us to meet new people, to have these really intimate conversations that we're not really having. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. It's a moment for connection. It's a moment that feels a little bit serendipitous. I mean, we obviously picked a time and joined a Zoom to do this, but we didn't know each other. We didn't know what was going to happen. And a friend of mine said to me fairly early on in the pandemic, one of the worst things to her about the pandemic is that it had completely robbed us of surprises. Like in our, not terrible surprises that you read in the news, we get plenty of those. But (laughs) day to day, just, oh, I stumbled on a new coffee shop or you know, I, my friend made an amazing joke in the bathroom line at the concert. Like we lost, we lost all of those moments and that kind of spontaneity, I think can still happen on podcasts and it's, it's it's refreshing and enlivening to hear it when it does, you know, it's like, I love listening to a podcast where the co-hosts or a guest and the host like crack each other up. I mean, we just um, we just released an episode with Anne Helen Peterson and her husband Charlie Warzel, and truly, my husband listened to it and he was like, "It sounded like the four of you were at a dinner party," <laughs> and it really it felt like that when we were recording. And I was like, "These are people I have never seen. I have no idea what either of them look like," but it felt like that sort of thing that we are missing. We are. I mean, that is so true. I'm kind of have been. I feel like I'm having that aha moment right now because I've. I've said to my husband many times and over the past couple of years, like it's Groundhog Day. Right. I know exactly what this day is going to look like. It looks like yesterday and the day before. And your and your friend is right. Like the spontaneity is just gone. Yeah. Yeah. But we get to have a piece of that right here. 
I would be curious to go back to something you said, because I just, you talk to so many hosts. I want to hear more about the podcasting bug. Because yeah. I don't know that I had it or that I have it now, even though I do it. And so I just want to know more about what does that look like and what do you, what do you see? Well, we've had clients that have been with us for over two years who have gone on over 90 podcasts and have also have started their own show. And I think it's just that, Ronnie. I think that there's something about, especially if you are a a CEO, a C-suite executive, I think that this just kind of t- takes them outside of their their day in and day out in a really in a fun way. Like I honestly think that they just have fun. I'll ask them sometimes like, you know, there's some there's some ROI wrapped around this for them, sure. But most of the time, like they'll be like, I'll be like, what are you getting from this campaign? I'm just curious. I want you yeah. know, it's important to to hear feedback. And they're like, you know, we usually get one or two clients that from each podcast episode, but honestly, it's it's fun. It's just fun. Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, I, I'm now I'm starting to think that it may be, I haven't really dug in super deep to this and maybe I should, but living in a time when it's hard to find that and we're kind of just keeping our head down, getting through the days, I feel like it's it's that hour, two hour, a week window where you get to put your head up, mm-hmm. laugh a little bit, have a different conversation than you have every single day. That's so interesting. I mean, it's an interest. It's also just an interesting comment about work, which is like, you know, the fact that that is an outlet that leaders need because they don't get that need met in their day to day. That is a phenomenal bummer. It like is the, a phenomenal you know what bummer. I mean? It really is. I mean, it sounds like you and your co-founder have that outside of the podcast because you 100%. were just doing that. And then you're like, wait, people actually care what we're saying. We're just going to go ahead and, but I don't think many people do. And especially if you're by yourself, I think it gets real lonely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was just tweeting about this earlier this week that I was, um, I was on a business trip last week and met with a couple of people at a couple of different meals that I've worked with in different capacities in the past in my life. And, and both of them at, at the end of our time together said to me, this this was the most interesting conversation I'll have this week. And that wow. has nothing to do with me. That's because their jobs are garbage and because they don't talk about the most important and interesting aspects of anything. As part of you, both of these people have humongous jobs leading very big things. And um, and I'm just like, man, I don't, I mean, I very much enjoyed these conversations, but like that need gets met for me many hours every day in the course yeah. of just doing my work. So going on a podcast is fun. I'm having a great time right now, but it's not like this is the only time this week that I'll get to be creative or be authentic or, you know, have a discussion like this. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this might be a whole blog article. Hmm. Interesting. It'd be cool to, to, I would, I will read anything that you write about, you know, the ways in which this is podcasting is compensating for elements of creative work that are missing from leadership roles. From leadership roles. Yes. 
All right, done. Dig yeah, it. that's, that's cool. a good one. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, honestly, now that like, you know, I, I guess we've we've talked about it internally about catching the podcasting bug, and I've never really thought about what that looks like, but that is certainly what it is. So yeah, interesting. Well, so I do have a question for you that I I think that a lot of listeners would like to hear if they are they could be in the midst of their 10th season of podcasting. They may have 300 podcasts under their belt, always trying to make themselves a little bit better. They might be considering starting a podcast. They may be just starting. For all of those folks out there, do you have three takeaways that you would maybe even like technology you'd recommend? It could be a Zoe, whatever those three, those three takeaways are. Um, share it with our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Um, these, this is what's worked for me. So take it with all the grains of salt in the world. (laughs) One is I would never have made it this far if I was trying to do it alone. Having a co-host with whom one has real chemistry, enjoys spending time, would be having the discussion anyway, or wants to be having the discussion anyway, uh, to me, is a non-negotiable ingredient of this podcast. If either Aaron or I decide to bail from it, there will not be a podcast. The podcast is built on the relationship that we have and the work that we do and our dynamic. Yeah. And without that, it wouldn't be interesting to me. So if it's not a co-host, at least find some kind of accountability buddy to like keep you lit up, producing, motivated, etc. Because it can be a bit of a grind like anything else. You know, even though I enjoy it and I don't want to stop doing it and I have a lot of fun making it, um, there are certainly weeks where I'm just like, oh, what are we going to talk about? You know? Yeah. So having uh, having outside inspiration, I think, is really helpful. The second thing is, um, if it's if it's not actually fun for you, it's not going to be fun to listen to. Yeah. I listen to episodes where we had a guest where I was not having a great time and it shows. Oh, uh, yeah, hundred percent. Like were you I not having a good time that. because it was just like a day that you were just having a day or the conversation was just not, it just wasn't happening for you. Any of the above. Yeah. Any of the above. You know, I have, you know, I have my own uh, ego triggers like anyone else does. And sure. um, there is a certain type of, you know, blowhardness that doesn't resonate well with me in any <laughs> contexts, and very, very infrequently, but a couple of times in history, I've been like, "Whoo, I could, I could take a break on this." Um, and I think it. Look, I think it shows. So yeah. I think do something that is is actually fun and energizing to you, and pay attention to that more than what you think you should be doing or an outcome. Like I'm very suspect of people who are making a podcast because they think they're going to sell something with it or because they think they're going to capture some specific audience with it or whatever. I'm like, that feels so um, inorganic to me. You know, maybe bordering on manipulative in some ways, maybe not. But either way, it's like, no one, the world doesn't need another podcast. Don't do it because you feel like you should. Do it because there's some, because you have something to say. Um, And the third thing I would say is, and Aaron is um, really good about this on all of the more technical aspects of our podcast. But I would say don't be afraid to experiment. It's really easy when you're, you know, 50 episodes in and you have something that's working and you're getting good feedback to just be like, 
all right, I guess we'll just rinse and repeat this until we die. Um, I think it's wise to routinely do some retrospection. You can listen to an episode of our show about retrospectives. Um, do some retrospection and be like, how's how's the tech working? How's the workflow of us to the editor, to the platform? How are the metrics? Are we tracking the right things? How is the guest lineup? What is what do the guests look like in terms of identities? Are we do we have diversity in our guest list? How mm-hmm. are these conversations going? Is this a good time of day for us, or are we smoked because we're doing this at five o'clock on Thursdays? Like really, once a quarter or something. Do some retrospection and don't be afraid to experiment. You never know when something small like changing your platform or changing your mic or changing the time of day that you record will make a really big difference in how the show turns out. Yeah, that's really, those are three excellent tips. Accountability partner, find one. Doesn't have to be a co-host, but find an accountability partner. One of the the hosts that we interviewed recently talked about how he was part of a, a cohort of like folks who were launching a podcast. It was a kind of a boot camp that was ran mm. by Seth Godin. So um, find that or a co-host. Secondly, enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, don't do it. It's supposed to be enjoyable and people will know if it's not. And then the last one is don't get set in your ways. Don't put it on autopilot and just go. So um, that's really good. I think we do that in so many aspects of our life where we just don't reevaluate anything. And podcasting is is one of those. So thank you so much for all those tips. And now um, to wrap this conversation, I want to play Would You Rather. I really cannot wait. I'm very excited for this. Excited for it. It's it's Mm -hmm. it's podcast related, so we're not going to get like too deep here. It's not like girlfriend slumber party type of questions, but it'll be fun. All right, are you ready? I'm ready. Who would you rather cut your hair, Tim Ferriss or Malcolm Gladwell? Malcolm Gladwell. He has hair, hands down. I know, right? Hands down. Yes. All right. Who would you rather be stranded on an island with? Tina Fey or Amy Poehler? Tina Fey. No question. Oh my God. Gosh, you're not skipping a beat. You're just like, yes. Have you done these before? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Who would you rather pick first for your neighborhood softball team? Serena Williams or Simone Biles? Ooh. Ooh, I gotcha. I'm going to say Simone Biles only because it feels like she's really on a team. And tennis is more of an individual sport, though I would be really thrilled to to be around anyone with that kind of athletic ability, which I do not possess. (laughs) So either one of them would be a good pick. I, I like that. I like the reasoning. I think you're right. It's important. You have to be a team player. All right. Would you rather, or who would you rather, write your business pitch, Elon or Oprah? Mm. Oprah, because the work that we do has so much to do with history. Mm. It's not just about innovation. It's about understanding broken systemic structures And I think Oprah has done a lot for 
society in highlighting what those things are. So I think Oprah would do a great job pitching our business. I think so too. I think so too. Probably any business if we're being honest. I, I, 100%, 100%. Okay, this is our last question. It's pretty hysterical. I think this one's hilarious. <laughs> Who would you rather do your taxes? Willie Nelson or Mike Tyson? Oh, wow. I mean, I'm going to say Willie risky. Nelson. Yeah. And the reason for that is because a lot of potheads I know can actually concentrate incredibly well. I have a friend who who <laughs> claims that he made it through law school and pass, and studying and passing the bar just like chronically high. So I maybe if Willie, you know, applies that kind of uh, study to my taxes, um, that'll work. Yeah, I think he's made some really smart business decisions throughout his that lifetime. Too. He doesn't seem to be struggling at all. And I... I agree. I feel like I've known quite a few. I mean, I live in Denver, so I there mean, you I'm, go. I'm surrounded by all sorts of of uh, chronic pot smokers. So, um, and they seem to be pretty well focused. Like they can there like get into these monotonous tasks that I did really dislike greatly. So there you go. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for playing. That was fun. <laughs> that was How- so fun. I got low key nervous when I realized it would be <laughs> celebrity flavored because I don't know. A lot of celebrities, but you you took it easy on me with people who are very recognized. Yeah, we really had to throw it out. and um, cross generational. Yes, I you know, know. One of those people who reads Us Weekly now. While I'm standing in line, and I'm like, I don't know who these people. are. I have no clue. I have no clue. I really prided myself, like, and now I'm, I'm thinking about it. It was probably 20 years ago that I knew who these folks were, and now I'm like. Where's Catherine Zeta-Jones? Why? No. Where'd she go? I'm not plugged in on the YouTube star uh, beat, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm not either. So so we tried to try to really make... These are questions that we have on our website. We have our podcast personality test. Um, awesome. So that was some of the things that like some of our, our team, we have, you know, different ages and different backgrounds. And so we we're like, all right. We had there was a lot of iterations because people were like, "Who is that? I don't even know who that is." I had to Google it, so I had to keep it easy. But awesome! Thank you for playing, Rodney, and thank you so much for being on Hosted. I really enjoyed this conversation, and I look forward to having another one. Thanks so much for having me. This was really fun, Randy. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Hosted, a podcast brought to you by Kitcaster, a podcast booking agency. If you want to find out more about Kitcaster, about Hosted, find us on all of the relevant social channels and tune in to more episodes of Hosted. Take care.